This episode is sponsored by GiftUp. GiftUp allows you to sell your own digital gift cards and gift certificates on your website with no setup fee and no monthly fee. Built with massage therapist in mind, GiftUp is easy to install on your website and Facebook page and easy for clients to use. Clients can email the gift certificate or print it out for in-person gifting, and it's easy for you to redeem with the iPhone or Android app. There's a special offer for our podcast listeners. Visit massagebusinessblueprint.com slash giftup to get the first 10 gift cards sold completely fee-free and no monthly cost ever. Visit massagebusinessblueprint.com slash giftup. Hey everyone, welcome to the Massage Business Blueprint Podcast, where we discuss the business side of massage therapy. I'm Michael Reynolds. I'm Alyssa Haynes. <laughs> and you were still chewing, weren't you? <laughs> I'm eating a crunchy peanut butter granola bar, so yeah. I could tell there was a slight delay while you were swallowing. <laughs> and we're your hosts. Obviously, you're, you're a snacking host today. Uh, glad you've joined us today for this episode. So you're eating a granola bar, you said? I am. I am. I am out so at fresh. the office shed a little early and um didn't have breakfast and ran inside and oh oh i have to tell you a little thing about my little home office okay um i scored for free this like fake fireplace heater so i now have like a little fireplace in my home office nice it's so cool and i'm running it this morning like i actually had to turn the heater on for five minutes to take the chill off of this place. I like, I'm sitting here in my little, and I'm not allowed, I need to rearrange it a little bit now to put it like between the little windows so it looks super cute and move my desk, but uh, I'm not allowed to rearrange it and make it perfect until I finish like the three big tasks on my to-do list today. Um, but I have like this little fireplace in my little home office. I Anyhow, like your home office belongs on Pinterest. It really, really does. It like, really does. what Pinterest is for. Uh-huh. It totally is. But I also like, I'm not prepared to start entertaining lots of questions about how I did it. Like, I just don't have time to be like, here's what we did. Um, <laughs> so I'm holding off on that. Um, and also I'm realizing that the windows that came with the shed are like totally like shed windows and um, they're going to need to be replaced or sealed up or something over the winter because they're super drafty. So we yeah, still so have a few a more things. Progress. It is. We have a few more things to do. So I feel like in like a month I'll be, um, and I have this weekend off, so I should like be able to finish decorating, and I still have to like touch up the paint around the windows where we put the trim in and stuff. And but it's 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 almost it's almost there, and I have a fireplace. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm so excited for you. I'm a really lucky young woman. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I am just sitting here in my big, dumb, boring office building. Um, you know, like I usually am. So I have no fireplace, no uh, no quaint little Pinterest worthy. Scene. It's just a, That's not true. You have like a ton of Star Trek posters. I do actually. Yes, I am collecting Star Trek posters. So that's exciting. All so, right. Bring us home, Michael. All is right with the universe. So yes, I, I, <laughs> when I saw the topic you listed oh. uh, for our show today. Yeah, we uh, get to warn people. Um, oh, yes. It's yes. not actually a swear word, but we're going to be saying a word that sounds like a swear word. So if you have gentle ears listening, tender ears listening, um, you know, hit pause and listen to this later. <laughs> Fair enough. But I, I was very excited to see our topic. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and just uh, read it just as you described it. And it is, don't be an asshole. Tips for asking better questions and giving better answers. Word. Bring it on. So what is an asshole? Uh, and this is 
a, a word that I learned back when I was working retail pharmacy. It is someone who asks a question and then argues with or denies or contradicts or ignores the answer. And they are especially an asshole when they ask a question to someone who has a larger knowledge base or expertise than them and still argue with the answer. So an example would be, and this happened daily when I worked in pharmacy, someone would have a question for the pharmacist. The pharmacist would go over and the person would ask their question. And they'd say something like, uh, is, this, this, is it okay to uh, eat dairy when I'm taking this antibiotic? And so the, 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 pardon me, the pharmacist would go and say, well, no, that's why there's a big sticker on there that says do not combine this medication with dairy products. So if you're going to have milk or cheese, you want to separate it by about three hours because it changes how the antibiotic is absorbed into your system. The antibiotic will be much more effective if you space out dairy by about three hours. Well, I mean, I just have the milk in my cereal. Right. That's dairy and the calcium and the minerals are going to change how the antibiotic absorbs into your system. So if you want to have cereal, you should take your antibiotic three hours before or after. Well, I'm not going to be home then, so I'm just going to take it with my morning cereal. Okay, but what I'm telling you is, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this would go on and on. Like every day, people would ask someone who, has, who literally has a, a doctorate in pharmacy a question and, uh, and then argue with their answers. Like so-and-so told me I should take vitamin C and they said I should take this much. And the pharmacist would say, you could, taking that much vitamin C might give you the runs, but uh, it probably won't hurt you. However, this lower dose is more appropriate. Well, my friend said the internet told her to take this much. Well, I'm a pharmacist and I'm telling you to take this much. This is what's healthy. You can take more, but you're going to get the runs. Like this every day. So you get what I'm saying. And this happens a lot um, everywhere, in person, on the interwebs. And it, it's happened to me when I've taught business classes. It happens daily in various massage groups, which of course is what inspired this, this topic today where a therapist will ask a question and then ignore all of the answers. And oftentimes, like here's an example, it'll say, the new therapist will be like, how do I get new clients? How did you get the most new clients to your practice? And then we'll crap on all of the practical foundational advice that happens in the thread. So like inevitably, like 100 people will be like, I ran a Groupon or I started doing this, or I ran an ad in my paper, or I did this. And someone, usually me, will be like, well, did you get your website set up? Is it really clear and understandable? Do you have online scheduling? Have you joined a networking group? Here are the steps that you should do in order of, of practical application uh, to build a strong massage business with a strong foundation. And then I swear to God, it's always like five comments down. The original poster says, I'm going to run a Groupon. Thanks, everybody. And then they fail miserably and they burn out and they go back to whatever their career was before massage. Exaggeration, yes, but happens a lot. Another example that happens a lot is a therapist will vent about um, how clients are calling them at all hours of the day and night and how burnt out she is. And uh, I don't know how to handle things like when a client uh, calls me at 9 p.m. on a Saturday and da 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 da. da and 
people will give great advice like turn my, you know, you can just turn your phone off or simply do not answer client texts and phone calls until the next business day. Uh, make sure that's clear on your website. Uh, or you could, you could respond to them one time and say, um, I am off duty right now. I will get back to you on Monday morning at 9 a.m. when I'm back in the office. And people will give like practical responses. And then that original poster will crap all over that and be like, but I care about my clients. I need to help them when they're hurting and completely like blow off all of the practical advice and thoughts about boundaries and actual techniques to prevent this kind of behavior. That my friends is an asshole. We have all been one at once at one time or another. And uh, I think as we move through our careers and we start to recognize it more and more in others. So here's how to avoid. So Michael, do you have any good examples? You've seen this, right? Well, I was going to say this sounds like everyone on Facebook. So yeah. I, partly. I mean, yeah, I can't think of any specific examples because there are so many. Uh-uh, it doesn't happen to us in our Massage Business Blueprint Premium Member discussion group because... Well, that's true. <laughs> because it's super high quality. I see what you did there, yeah. Right? Because it's um, the best massage therapy group on Facebook. You need to keep saying that until it isn't, and then we're going to be like, how do we back out of this? No, um, it so is. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we avoid being an asshole? First of all, you need to ask better questions. And this is a thing we all do. Like we ask a question and then, you know, you don't know what we don't know. So as people start coming in with answers, we realize that the original question needs a whole bunch of clarification and context. So do your best to ask better questions. Lay out the situation in full. So you don't want to say, uh, how do you sell, how, how should I sell gift certificates in my massage practice? You want to say, I have been selling gift certificates this way and I found it for these reasons it's not working well. What solutions have you come up with? You know, like, and list those reasons. Um, you know, maybe you're selling them online, but you found it inconvenient because you have to do something manually that's really annoying. Maybe you're using an online system to sell gift certificates already, but you don't like it because X, Y, Z. Maybe blah, 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 blah. So lay out the full situation, provide as much context as you're able, and see how that goes. And then be willing to amend your original post and say, like, updated. I realize you need to know these factors in order to give me an educated answer. Uh, be, be open, and once you do that, be open to the answers, especially the answers that make you uncomfortable. So be willing to think about answers that initially make you uncomfortable. So if you say, I don't, my practice is failing, how do I get new clients in? And someone says, well, do you have a strong foundation built? Is your website super informative and easy to use? If you've done that, I would say your next step is to explore some local networking options. If you are so closed off to the idea of networking that you won't even read that answer and your next step is run a Groupon, the problem is you. The problem is not the advice you're being given. The problem is you. So consider that. Like, Anytime something makes you very uncomfortable, think about why. Sometimes there are really great reasons why something makes you uncomfortable. Sometimes you say, you realize that uh, local networking isn't an option for you because you are in an incredibly small town and the head of the Chamber of Commerce is your uh, abusive ex-husband, let's say. That, that's a situation in which, you know, that, that answer is not appropriate to you. In which case, you might want to amend your question to say, I need to get some new clients in the door for some personal reasons, local networking groups are not an option for me. What are the other things you would suggest? And 
However, if saying someone saying networking could be an option for you makes you so uncomfortable that you ignore their answer, you need to think about why. And maybe that's okay, networking isn't the answer for you, but be open to exploring why so that you can evolve as a business person, person and succeed. Also, consider who is giving you the answer and measure that as well. And I think oftentimes we ask questions of people on the interwebs and we treat all the answers with the same weight. And this is going to sound a little snobby when I say it, but asking Michael for business advice and him answering honestly and clearly and asking someone who has been a massage therapist for about five minutes and did not have any kind of business background beforehand and no experience or acumen, their answer might need to be given a little less weight when they say you should run a television ad or get a billboard. So consider the answerer and measure that as well, which is not to say that people new to the field or people with no business experience don't have great ideas and thoughts, it's just that we don't always know who's answering the question, especially in these big massage groups, discussion places, especially even when, like yesterday, I was in a live networking event and I broke into a small group and the activity was to, uh, you're going to laugh at this, Michael, it was to nail down our elevator spe speech according to our specialty and niche. Nice, I like it. Right? <laughs> I'll tell the whole experience of my networking thing um, on another podcast episode. So it, w it went really well. But like there was a woman in the group who like was really assertive about how well she was doing with this and like, I've got it. I've really got it. And it was, it literally took her two and a half minutes to get through a 30 second elevator speech. And by the end of it, I still had no idea what she did for a living. So consider that not everybody's advice is equal. And you don't know just from someone's profile pick uh, what their their experience and acumen level is. So consider the answerer. Maybe think of, maybe learn a little bit more about who they are and if they've been successful in similar endeavors before you take their advice to drop a thousand dollars on uh, some internet business coach or like you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Anything to add to that, Michael? Before we jump into our halftime sponsorship. No, I just can't wait to hear about your networking experience, but I'll uh, I'll wait for that patiently for next time. It'll be the next episode, I promise. It's yeah. it's totally like a success story. Cool. So, um, anyhow, Michael, who's our halftime sponsor today? You ready? I'm ready. You ready for it? Bring it. How about now? Do it. Hohoba. <laughs> the first thing we want you to know about Hobacare Hohoba is that it is not an oil. It is just. Jojoba. Jojoba is a liquid wax ester akin to the esters that your skin produces. And fun fact, your skin does not produce oil. Haha, ha, it's a sebum. So the reason that we care about this is because it means that Hobacare Jojoba is non-allergenic. It's great for massage therapists because they can use it on any client without fear of them having an allergic reaction. It won't clog pores. So it's super, super safe, even for your pregnant 
client who has a nut allergy. So you can learn more at massagebusinessblueprint.com slash jojoba. That's J-O-J-O-B-A, massagebusinessblueprint.com slash jojoba. And I just want to take this opportunity to say that not only do I love their product, but I love the company partly because they're just fun, but also because they have been willing to take a chance on Massage Business Blueprint and sponsoring us uh, almost from the very beginning. And uh, that means a lot to Michael and I because sometimes, you know, we didn't know if this was going to go down well or not. And it turns out it's gone okay. And we are grateful to Jojoba for helping us as we started up. So the next part of this is now that you know how to not be an asshole, I want to make a note about people who are answer holes. And yes, I have definitely made this term up. And yes, I have definitely been an answer hole. So here's an example. If someone says, hey, how do I set up a form in Google Forms? I'm having trouble with it. Don't answer with a commentary on how much you hate Google Forms and don't use it. Maybe, maybe you could share that you also struggled with Google Forms, what you struggled with specifically, and how you found an answer to that. Maybe it was that you started using Formstack because it was easier for you and you could tell why. But you could be useful and descriptive and positive about that. Don't just be like, no, that sucks. So, and I used to do this where people would be like, oh, I'm having trouble with how to do this thing in QuickBooks. And I'd be like, I hate QuickBooks. It sucks. I've never had success learning it. I've tried three times. That's not helpful. That's not helpful at all. So what I should have done in those situations, now that I know because I'm maturing as a human, is that it's okay to not answer and it's okay to not help people. If you cannot be your best self while giving advice, don't do it. Scroll on past. Or if you're in a, a situation in person with people, like say, huh, I don't know how I would handle that and let it go. Or maybe you can be helpful just by offering a resource like, huh, you know, I've never had a lot of luck with QuickBooks, which is why I send all my people who have QuickBooks questions to this particular QuickBooks specialist. And then you've been useful without being negative or making an ass of yourself. Um, oh, sorry, real explicit there. And actually, like, you can just be helpful without being a negative jerk. Like, nobody wants to hang around with a negative jerk, and you're not helping anybody by being a negative jerk. So. In conclusion, don't be an ask hole, ask better questions, and don't be an answer hole. I'm done. Well, that was simple enough. Right? <laughs> it's basic, and yet I can tell you from some various reading I did this weekend uh, and some situations in my networking event yesterday, I can tell you that some people really needed this podcast. I kind of needed it too, so I hope that it's helped. Well, I appreciate you saying that we've all been that person before. So we're mm -hmm. all but Amen. Good, good to be vigilant. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. And again, I can't wait to hear your networking story. So I saw your uh, photos of the event uh, on Instagram. So I'm excited to hear how it went. So we'll hear about that next time, it sounds like. Yes. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. A reminder, you can visit us online at massagebusinessblueprint.com. If you have a question or a topic or any kind of feedback you want to give us, uh, love notes, hate mail, we'll take it all. Podcast at massagebusinessblueprint.com is the email address. And uh, we appreciate all of the iTunes reviews we've gotten. We need to, it's, we'll do this next time because I just wasn't prepared for it today. But next time we'll uh, check out some of the iTunes reviews and thank some of our reviewers because we've got some really nice recent reviews. And we appreciate that. So 
again, uh, visit us online if you want to give us a shout. And we appreciate you being here today. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye.